now. Hi, welcome to the Ladies Meeting Podcast, and welcome to Charito Kay, who's going to be our speaker at the Ladies Meeting again. Uh, it is going to be February 2020 on the last Tuesday of the month at the Sylvia Hotel, and welcome, Charito. Thank you, Anissa. We haven't done this for a long time, so we're going to redo uh, a lot of the similar uh, concept of doing the podcast, but we're going to see where you are now a year later, and it's going to be really exciting. Tell us a bit more about your topic that you're going to be speaking on as well. Well, February is love month or relationship month, and been in the past year or so, as I joined the ladies meeting and these networking events, what I've come to um, experience and learn about relationships whether in business or in love, is that we have to decide whether we want transactional or transformational relationships. And the word authenticity keeps coming up, masculine, feminine energies, and all of that really kind of, um, I want to dispel and use some exercises in the talk on how we can kind of, um, kind of wade through all that, those labels of how we interact as women, as, as men, as people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I love that you're using the word transformation because um, as a business coach, as, as you've been a member of YVR Mastermind, I've have found it such a pleasure to work with you because you're so driven to take the work that as a coach offers, because I see people that I hand the work to and they try and make it into something different. And you try to really, take it to the next level. And I just want to compliment you on that and all the transformation you've made in your own life. It's been wonderful to watch and inspiring as well. Yeah. And, and I thank you for inviting me into the ladies meeting. And initially when I was going through this journey, I was a little impatient because I'm used to kind of transactional immediate results. But what I realized is that transformation does take time and patience to really get grounded on our why and purpose in life. And then those, that to-do list or what we want to achieve in life becomes so much more easier and with joy and grace and you'll have a tribe of people that want to come along with you with the ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I got an email. I'm just, I'm looking down here to read an email I got from Robin Sharma today. I really love um, a lot of his work and sometimes the quiet time when we're not pushing through trying to make those transactional things. So solitude births genius. So be there daily and taking that quiet time as we're out networking, making sure we take quiet time for ourselves and the solitude to have those magic moments so that the work can be, you know, develop into something magic. And you, I, I see you doing both. That's great. You know, when to, to pull back. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love the idea of using the word magic. Um, because the interaction between two people, there are like th three different ways that can kind of happen. It can be, you know, a shared activity where you do it together that you like. One person compliments the other, so opposites attract. Mm -hmm. Or simply you can be in the same space. And just by being in the same pace, space with that other person, you're totally lifted up and energized. Mm -hmm. Earlier we were talking about energy healing and just the collective energy that a positive environment can bring to people. Mm -hmm. to well, and, and, and the, the beauty of a shared experience and not just one-on-one, -on -one, but for example, uh, we did a short walk up, up, to, up the hill to watch, uh, to, just to go look at the lake during the snow moon, the full snow moon. 
and then to understand to see uh, some of the artwork and things that came out the next day and other people still enjoying that experience of the full moon the next day and seeing the photography that came out of it and realized you were part of something bigger even though it was just two of you on a mountain with a little fire but everyone was looking at that same big moon as the song says you know and uh, really realizing that we are all one and that we're all having this shared experience and it goes further but the power of sharing it with one person and then it, it builds it's pretty cool yeah pretty cool Pretty cool. So where are you in your business right now? And what, what can we do before we get into the three most important things that we know about you? Tell us a little bit about who you are right now, where you are in your business and what your goals are. One of my biggest goals that I'm transforming into is getting back to the basics of why I decided to start my business was educating people on my return to health journey. Mm -hmm. And Initially, it was the story of me, and as I transform into professional speaker, I'm looking at more globally how awareness heals, and what does that look like? So there's a little bit of scientific, logical aspect to it, but there's that transformational that also on a neuroscience level transforms us so we can heal from within, but awareness is the first part of it awareness of all the things that are obstacles to our own healing journey or obstacles to our goals, just simply obstacles in our environment, such as mold or, or noise or light, the types of foods that we're eating, the people we surround ourselves with. And it is certainly can be simply just an awareness and seeds that we're planting. But once we're aware, we can kind of keep that in mind and look out to see how it's impacting our lives and decide whether or not that's important to, to amend in our life. Well, I think one of the key parts is letting other people amend and change themselves and become, become new. Uh, something I constantly talk about is that I want to find friends that are willing to hang out with me and let me be a new person and transform are willing to get to know me again each time and not hold me back. And I watched, did, I don't know if you watched the Oscars, I guess it was last night. Last night. Mm -hmm. And watch someone transform on stage. Uh, I, I don't know how to say it. Is it Joaquin Phoenix? Uh, Joaquin. Yep. Joaquin mm -hmm. Phoenix and watch his speech on stage. Like it was, uh, I, I found it really emotional to watch someone who knows he's been an asshole they get up there and say, hey, thanks for letting me become, and here's what I want to become, and here's what I'm aware of now that I was not aware of before, and how these roles change people. They, they take on these roles, and they change who they are as a person as well. And you can see that he's going through a huge amount of personal growth, but are we going to let him, you know, are his friends and the people that know him, that he's probably, you know, had some problems with, let him change? Mm-hmm. And integrating those experiences, if he, if he decides to choose to or not, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Positive experience or trauma, we can always choose and decide whether to integrate them for the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when. Yes, <laughs> Timing exactly. Is <laughs> Timing is everything. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your business and what your goal is. I know it's public speaking is the goal and you're writing a book as well. Yes, I am writing a book. And um, recently, I transformed my website that sells essential oils from more of an education-based to uh, e-commerce website. So that has really helped to free up my time to be able to do more speaking engagements. 
and um, so this this month we have I have a couple of events where I'm in alliance with other people to provide education not only on essential oils and how to integrate that in life um, as well as talking about how we can transform our health with a holistic ecosystem type of approach mm-hmm. um, and the networking, facilitating connect, connection in the business world. That mm-hmm. is kind of where I've been spending a lot of my time in terms of my business. This has kind of transformed my teammates to also be inspired to do the same thing. So my team is putting together a EcoFair Zero Waste, which includes essential oils and reducing the toxic chemicals in their home and also reduce, reuse, recycle and getting the entire community to see how we can make our lives healthier just by simply changing our environment and the choices we do in the grocery store or what we buy and bring into our home. Mm. So that's coming up as well. Oh, that's exciting. It's funny. Yeah. I just had a, a discussion with the occupational therapist and she's like, well, you know, how often do you go grocery shopping and what do you do? And I'm like, I, I don't use bags often or I'll bring reusable bags. And it's when you're a single person versus me with two kids and a six foot five kid who used to eat a lot. Uh, I, I do very little grocery shopping. I grow sprouts on my counter. I, in the summertime, I literally just eat out of my garden. I have a waist, waist high garden that it's just a box garden box and you just go and you eat out of it and it's all, all the, it's instantly watered and things like that so it's amazing what you can do in your life to bring down your footprint from even just I mean I can I literally can bike by my garden spot on my bike, way to work and back and forth and just pick up my groceries that way and put them in my basket on my bike so it's amazing uh what communities are making available for people to be able to do that kind mm-hmm. of cool. yeah so super excited about that new nonprofit group that that they've created um, and inspired too by the people in my neighborhood as well to, to jump on the buy nothing project group. What is that? Um, it's a group that in the neighborhood uh, they've created pods within each neighborhood so that they're within, you know, kind of like a, a 10 K radius to share items or even to give away items so we can certainly drop it off at the salvation army but oftentimes things like half used spices or half used bottle of shampoo or cleaning products that you decided you were going to buy but it's either going to go in the garbage and there's no place to actually send it away and we just put it on a facebook group and say hey Um, here's a whole bunch of spices I'm no longer using. It's taking up space in my kitchen. Would you like them? And one of the ladies in our group, she cooks for um, the hospital and the fire hall um, by volunteer work. And Mm -hmm. she said, I'll take them. And, and kids that don't need their clothes anymore. We just kind of, Put it out well, there. That'd be awesome to start with the ladies' meeting because we all meet once a month and we can post those things. I often bring books, but we could totally expand that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I live in Whistler where we have the reuse center, and the average item apparently comes through three times. Right. Which is pretty cool. Like, I'll go buy some clothes there. I pay a couple bucks for it, and then when I'm done with it, it gets redonated, and apparently it goes through a minimum of three times. Yeah. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think that happens in a lot of places. <laughs> Well, it's just so generous, too, because people will just um, put it out there. A lady who just moved into our neighborhood from the Sunshine Coast, um, she needed some Christmas decorations. I said, hey, I'm not going to put any 
lights or Christmas tricks, you can take them. And she was just super happy. And it meant that, you know, it's a lot easier for us to declutter or release things in our home when someone is in need. It is just so easy to say, do I have an attachment to this? But if someone needs it more than I do, it is so easy to just release it out of our life. Mm -hmm. Well, and the relationship that's built as well, which is kind of cool. Exactly. So that's kind of fun to do. Um, in our neighborhood um, and one one lady in our group has even gotten so excited that uh, there's some things that we can't put in our blue bin and our recycling it has to go to a depot and you have to have a car and all of that so she said I'm just going to put some bins outside of my home you can put the styrofoam in there you can put grocery plastic bags in there you can put batteries and then once it's full I will take it Mm-hmm. I will take ownership to take it to London Drugs or the Deep or or where, wherever. That's how we live every day. We don't have any garbage pickup here in Whistler. So we all have to. But it becomes, what is cool is like literally last week I was like, hold on, it's Sunday morning. I'm at the garbage and and um, a certain friend of mine, I'm like, I'm not seeing her. Where is she? I, was just, I knew intuitively I should be running into her today. I don't even know why. I haven't seen her for a month or two. And um, But it's kind of like our little, we know that energetically we're going to cross over there. And instead, I ran into her at the coffee shop later, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But the, the, the garbage and the recycling thing, is, it's a community event because we have a, a um, Nesters, which is a center. We have two, two spots where all of everything has to go. It's our recycling, our bottle depot, it's everything in it. But it's also a, a cool community place. It's got its own dog. And uh, there used to, we used to have a raven down at the other one. He seems to have disappeared. But yeah, it's kind of neat. It's part of our story mm-hmm. in, in Whistler. So what are the most important things that we should know about you? So the most important thing right now, I'm part of a Toastmaster group and, and I've been really excited to be part of the Toastmaster group just in the past. uh, It's been nine months. And the reason why I'm excited about it is that it is actually a large organization. Initially it started with a weekly club and what I've noticed by going to the larger events these are a lot of these people are also entrepreneurs and my meetup groups start crossing over into the Toastmaster groups mm-hmm. and then going to other clubs and seeing how other clubs are doing it. It all is a different feel. And it is so cool to see the community of people who want to do it simply for confidence to be a better guest at a party mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're actively listening. Or, or uh, Lucas Mateo started his whole speaking journey because he had to be best man and speak. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and it's just really, really interesting why people uh, initially start in Toastmasters. Maybe it was their job because the company is paying for it and others really get into it for the leadership aspect. And for me, that has been pretty significant. I stepped up to the plate uh, this year, 2020, to be the president of a weekly networking group called the Vancouver Independent Professionals to see where that's going to go. And all the skills that I've gained as an entrepreneur, non-brick and mortar, has kind of helped this, this group along in some of the aspects of running an event, filling a room, following up with, with guests, um, even just what you know questions that you wouldn't have asked if you weren't an entrepreneur like what is the seo rating of the website questions like that 
how can we increase exposure? These are questions that, you know, when you're an employee of a company, you would just simply do your job and get paid for. But as an entrepreneur, you ask these questions. How can we make well, I, I used to be a member better? of that group and like trying to get buy-in for everybody to do the social media for that group was really challenging. <laughs> but it was the one thing you knew would go out to everybody, right? Right. An entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. So as the landscape changes and how we do business, like online shopping is, is increasingly becoming commonplace doing, doing business online and developing relations online plus solidifying those relationships in person is, has validity in the land, in the business world now. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And they complement each other and, and we can integrate new, new business and marketing tools in existing organization, including Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. And what other two things do we know, need to know about you? Other two things. Well, my father passed away um, when I was 15. And so my mother was a single mom of three young kids. Mm-hmm. And she turned her and my father's hobby of buying and selling homes into an empire. And so my family also runs a property management company. So I spend a lot of time with my family. My husband also helps out occasionally. He's now retired. And, uh, and so that's where I also spend a lot of my time as well in, in business world. I love that we're bringing the word empire back. I, I use it for one of my courses. And then I just noticed um, I'm with uh, Anthony Robinson, Dean Graziosi, doing the Knowledge Business Broker business. And one of the guys there has named his group the Empire Makers. Oh, Robin Sharma is Empire Makers. Mine's a Design Your Beautiful Life, Build Your Epic Empire. But it's like, no one's ever, and I got told when I started using it, oh, that's too big. Don't use the word empire. <laughs> I don't know what it is, because your empire is whatever, it's whatever you can see. That is your empire. It doesn't have to be big, but it's yours. It's your empire. And that I love the ownership of it. And I love how you're using it, because it's, it doesn't have to be big, but it can be big. <laughs> yeah. Just be your little day at the market. That's your empire and own it and make it the best thing. To me, when you're saying empire, it means it's something you're totally responsible for and feel a sense of ownership too. And so thanks for using that word. It's awesome. Yeah. And I really enjoy that I can assist my, fa- uh, my family. When I left my engineering job 10 years ago, I had to say no a lot. Mm-hmm. I was getting paid by the engineering company to work and for me to do my job to the way I wanted to feel that was done the way I wanted it. It required 80 or a hundred hours or whatever that may look like. That was my perception at the time. Like I was putting all myself into that company Mm -hmm. and my mom was asking, can you help me out with the lawyers? Can you help me out with this letter so that we can um, kick out this tenant or hire a bailiff? And and I was saying no a lot. Then my grandparents, my last grandparent died. So my mom was away for an entire month, which meant now I actually had to be <laughs> the, you know, hold, hold the castle. Okay. Hold the yeah. castle <laughs> and say no to my engineering company. And that's when I had this kind of reflection of what, what am I doing in this life? Like, where do my loyalties lie? What is my purpose? What is my why? And I do have the sense that I like to gain mastery and do the best I can in anything that I do. But where do my loyalties and priorities lie? And it was my family. Mm-hmm. And, it, and my health was, 
was suffering in the sense that I wanted to do everything, but I had to choose at that point because my body said enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what feeling were you trying to achieve in all of that? I can't ask that to everybody, but I feel like I can ask that to you. Yeah. For reason. <laughs> well, you know, the feeling, the feeling is there's, we can decide to create this prison and a prison has bars in it. So you can actually still see outside of, outside of a prison, um, prison bars versus like a, uh, um, a room. And the feeling that I got that I was trying to move away from that was feeling like that I could actually decide whether I was in the cage or not. And now I'm at the point where, you know what, the cage doesn't exist. I don't have time to go back into that cage mm. and decide, you know what, the world I need to like hole up and not face the world. I didn't want to feel like I had to retreat into this prison to not face the world because I want to wake up and so say, you told yes. me how you didn't want to feel. How do you, do you want to feel? Yeah. So I wanted to feel with joy and ease and grace and wake up with this vibrancy of hope and ease and grace and being completely present in the moment without feeling that I'm missing out on something or I haven't done something in this moment in time. I want to feel this is where exactly where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And the word patience comes up often for me because sometimes I can be impatient, but then I have to realize that this moment is where I need to be at this moment to learn the lesson that I'm being presented with. Mm-hmm. Cause I can't get impatient. And I'm like, the transformation takes time. The transformation really takes funny. time. I was always brought up with the, the two things that if I, cause I was brought up in a big church thing and I'm not religious now, but it was the two, if I, if people were like, so what did you learn? I'm like, live in the present moment. When I say learn, I mean what I was taught. Did I learn it? I don't know. Uh, heaven is on earth and live in the present moment. And you know, I had to decipher what that is and how do I achieve that? Because what I didn't realize that saying heaven is on earth is how, how can you feel like you're in what we call heaven? And I realized people, people are jealous that I, people are like, oh my God, you live in Whistler. And it's like, it's not be, I'm not here because I made any extra money. I decided what that feeling was. What is heaven on earth? It's living, I'm looking right now, I'm looking at a lake. I'm looking at snow. I like being cold. I'm Swedish, Norwegian. <laughs> I'm, I'm Scandinavian. Me in the cold, we're like this. And it was like, how can I achieve that feeling of heaven on earth? I know when we're done, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go cross-country skiing over to the cafe. To me, that is my freedom. Um, the ne- you know, and I know what my feelings of what I'm missing, which is I would like my grandkids closer or I'd like to be able to go and spend more time with them without feeling like it's always rushed. But and then when I'm there, being 100% in the present moment, not having to worry about taking this laptop with me or being on this phone, can I be 100% in that present moment? And I mean, to me, that sounds like kind of what you're describing is how can I get into the present moment? How can I feel that I, that feeling of being in heaven on earth? Like there's a meditation I listen to. It talks about going into this garden and it's this feeling that you get because that's where it's it, what we feel is everything. A lot of people are like, when I'm rich, when I'm like, well, can't you just achieve, what, what does it mean to be rich? It's, it's getting to that feeling of being rich. I've achieved that. I live in this house and I feel the same as if I owned it because I get the feeling of looking out the lake. I'm looking at blue sky and mountains. And how does that feel in owning that? Because that's where I was trying to get to. And I've achieved in this moment, heaven on earth. 
right? So I think that's interesting that, you know, describing where we want to get and understanding the feeling that we want to achieve is going to be really key when, because otherwise, how do we know when we're successful? Mm -hmm. And I I can say that um, it doesn't even have to be that big to get that feeling. So if I'm on a little boat on False Creek (laughs) for two minutes, it's a little ferry, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm out on the water, the sun is shining, yes, and I'm on, on a cruise. Yes. <laughs> I'm on a cruise. <laughs> yes. This is amazing. Yeah, that's me on my paddleboard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm like, we are in, like, the best place to live on Earth. I don't know. I, I can sit in, like, a tiny little apartment and think, this is a castle to people in third world, right? I oh, yeah. own this place. I live in this place. I can go outside and get groceries around the corner if I wanted to. Like, that is just like... Safe. Uh, safe. Yeah, it's safe. Yeah, safety. Yeah, for sure. And for anyone watching, I live in Whistler and Chirito lives in Vancouver. We're about an hour and 45 minutes away uh, in what we call the sea to sky. So I live in the sky up in the mountains and I can go snowboarding here or skiing if I wanted to or cross-country skiing and I could go down to Vancouver an hour and 45 minutes away and go sailing all in the same day so that's what we call it the sea to sky highway basically so it's it's so uh, living on the west coast of Canada is such a blessing (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure um I don't think I have to ask you what is work and what is play because I get a sense that your work is your play yeah, work work is play. I, I have this sense of I, when I find something interesting, I'm very, very curious. So curiosity is a big thing for me. And I will go in that direction mm-hmm. and then decide, hey, that's interesting or not. Mm-hmm. And discovering new things or curiosity. getting my hands dirty to learn sailing or learning scuba diving. And that's how mm-hmm. I met my husband uh, to just try it out and see if it would be interesting. Sailing, I like to be a passenger. I don't really like playing with all the ropes, but I tried it, right? Mm -hmm. I considered it. Skydiving, I've done it twice. I did it with, the second time I did it with my mother on her 66th birthday because she realized I had gone a month before. She says, why didn't you invite me? Mm. So, And coming from someone whose mother was not curious, not her fault, she was trained to not be curious about life because of her parents. Um, she was not allowed to do anything. So when it got to being an adult, she didn't know how to allow herself to be curious about things. And, you know, getting to know that later in life is interesting. So curiosity can take you to the moon, you know, just being curious and trying things. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, in the past, in the past, work has meant trying to push towards a goal with resistance, where there's not enough support, whether there's not enough people to band together with my vision. But what I've realized is I have to like go deeper within myself to see why am I pushing for something from other people? Why is there no flow? Right. So I have to go within. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Is there something that you want others to help you achieve? I mean, we've talked about the zero waste thing. Maybe that's it. What, what is it that you really want the most help with? That if someone could support you in something, what would it be? The most support is 
is opportunities to do speak engagements, uh, provide feedback, and I've gotten that from Toastmasters and any other opportunities where uh, people have tagged me on Facebook. This, hey, there's there's this event that's happening that might help you out talking on a cruise ship or or they need women speakers for this event maybe you want to just take a look and see what they're all about so opportunities just to, to suss out whether there's an alliance or potential opportunity there or not voice story has been one of them i did look at speaking on a, a cruise ship it didn't really resonate with me because it was random topics but just Twice this week too not to be on a cruise ship <laughs> ex exactly i'll just be a passenger on a cruise ship yes um and so really being seeing what's out there but i don't know what's out there if i don't know right so Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, this is always my, one of my favorite questions. What, what is the one book that you think everybody should read or um, you have read? Or Yeah, well, I, in fact, the whole minimalist movement has been, has impact, impacted me. As I was in my health journey, I was also looking at things that were cluttering up my life. And the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, mm -hmm for me has been transformational in the sense of not only did I look at objects, but what is it? Why do I have attachment to things and why am I collecting things? Why do I need 200 different options of clothes? And then I'm spending two to three hours trying to figure out what to wear mm -hmm. and why is clutter coming into my space? And when we make decisions, it, it kind of affects how we make decisions. If we have clutter in our surroundings, if our, vision board is our home and it's cluttered with things that no longer serve us we're also probably doing that as a reflection in our life as well mm -hmm. agreed as we go out agreed yeah as i look at my kitchen table here <laughs> yeah and, and the book is is um its underlying philosophy is it's not about objects and simply just getting rid of things it is getting to the root cause of why how and why you're spending money and why you're attaching yourself to objects that no longer serve you. So there is an emotional component to, to it so that you no longer bring in that same negative energy back into your space. And so that there's continuous flow. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. Um, I heard someone actually, she, she ran into, she was in, um, Mardi, at Mardi, where's Mardi Gras? Um, New Orleans. In New Orleans. And she went and saw a seer person and she's the one who taught this woman is the one who taught me how to secondhand shop and i love secondhand shopping and this woman was like i see a lot of spirits around you because you you're bringing all these this stuff but all of this stuff is coming with an attached a spirit attached to it so she was taught she taught the woman taught her to to cleanse and and smudge and do these things with these objects you know like stick a bit of vinegar on it or stick it out in the sunshine um, and, and that was really interesting because I tend to love secondhand shopping, but realizing that it comes with, sometimes it comes with something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's that aspect. And also, I mean, it's very tempting to buy more than you need, um, in, in a thrift shop, whether or not you need mm -hmm. it or not. Um, so when I'm working with health clients and we're talking about supplements that they can bring into their home. So this is something new that's coming into their home. It's, you know, on the path to their health journey. It also requires a commitment to release the things in their home that is sabotaging their health. But mm -hmm. if they're going to bring those supplements in their home, 
you have to add an energy to it so you actually use it and see that it's a positive influence into your life and things you're releasing are things that you're because <clears throat> um, a lot of people they say I really need my dairy so they they will let go of it with resistance but not completely right so it'll end yeah. up back in their home when the program's over or yeah. after the wedding is over once their goal challenge is, is met that kind of thing so that really comes down to root cause of what is your commitment to, well, to the life that you love mm-hmm. well and I just realized we went to the health food store the other day and I took Dante in there and I said he, this is what I think he needs. What do you think he needs? And she agreed. But what, you know, what we didn't do is we didn't do the muscle testing with it because he got at home and he's uncomfortable taking the, this collagen, but it's not just collagen. It's a mix of things. And we could have muscle tested that right in the store. And it just didn't occur to me right now that that would have been a great way to do that. So, yeah. so that he would have been probably more welcoming to having it, taking it home with him. Because that's got to be part, you, you can take it home with you, but if you haven't accepted it, right, you're not going to take it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or even the way you're going to take it as well. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had the discussion. Like, he's like, just give me the oils. I'm like, give him the oils with caplets in it because he can take those. <laughs> yeah. You just swallow it. So some people like, like swallowing pills and some people like liquid. So like omegas can come in capsules or they come in liquid form and you can just like guzzle it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, collagen, you can take it in hot chocolate or, or, or coffee, mm-hmm. or you can put it in meatballs if you eat meat mm, me too or tall. soup. I yes. think I have a man who needs to come for a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, there is, there is a benefit to hiding it in, but there's also the fact that your subconscious isn't also accepting it, right? So it is in your life. So for the first part, while you're trying to integrate it into your life, maybe you need to hide it just like children, but you want children to know that they're actually eating vegetables. So it's a conscious decision to mm-hmm. have healthier things coming mm-hmm. into the life. But in the meantime, you might want to hide it in for the first little while until they get on board. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a slow integration sometimes. I think this may be the case. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do with friends? My, my favorite thing to do with friends is actually not to sit in a coffee shop or watch a movie. It's not very interactive. I like to do hands-on activities with my friends, whether it's learning something. So I'm not talking to them, but we're both moving towards a shared activity where mm-hmm. it's learning something or scuba diving, kayaking, being out on water, skiing, snowboarding, um, moving the body. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, what product are you rarely without? Well, it's easy. <laughs> my digestive enzymes. My <laughs> digestive enzymes and my rollerball remedies with essential oils. Oh, you mean like this? Yes, exactly. Same. Although I'm, I'm not using that as much, in mm-hmm. fact, because right now I've been taking Thieves essential oil as a, a spray as well as a lozenge. So that's right mm-hmm. now what I'm using. I'm never without right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good timing for that. Um, what do you do now that you hope to do in 10 or 20 years? To be able to choose whether I say yes or no. To be able to be to create the life that I desire and, and reincarnate myself in this life from moment to moment. If I decide okay, you officially got my best answer ever. Cause that's to me, that's, that's always what I'm looking for. And most people say something really simple, but you know, like, no, so that doesn't sound right. Um, 
there's just, I mean, realistically, when you're 100, it's going to be harder to do some of, it may be harder to snowboard. So I love your answer because it's qualified and it, it's, you know, choice. We want to have choice. It's everything, right? Uh, and I know you're going to have a good one for this. What is your life hack this week? Because you have so many. Um, my life, uh, my life hack is, well, keep something simple that anyone can integrate into their life is, is to basically take your water and decide how much you're going to drink in the day and decide when you're going to take it in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one. And I have other ones too. There's glasses and things like that, that you can wear to, if you want to work late at night, then you can wear these orange glasses to help reduce the impact of the light uh, melatonin production, lack of melatonin production. Mm. I think Esty actually carries those at her clinic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because she's got the color glasses. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, she's got color energy glasses. This that, that, separate. These are glasses that um, cyclists wear to reduce the, the glare when they're riding. Mm-hmm. I have the yellow ones. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? There's yellow and then there's orange ones. Hmm, interesting. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. Well, thank you for so much of your time today. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, for anyone who would like to come out and see Trito speak at the end of the month, it's uh, the ladies meeting always meets on the last Tuesday of the month at the Sylvia Hotel. You can find us at theladiesmeeting.com. You can find Charito K on LinkedIn. You can find Anissa Jane there. So if you have a question or anything, uh, you can search either of us. We're both extremely easy to find when you to Google, I think, done our work, done our homework as far as social media goes. Um, if you want to start chatting with Trio right away, you can actually get into our back office for free right now. It's called the entrepreneurcollective.com. It's where we store our classes, our master classes. Um, there's free business plans and things like that. So if you want to, and you can get in there and chat as well without, uh, what I love is that Facebook isn't going to track your conversation and then remarket uh, the conversation. So in our back office, you can log in for free. You do need to create um, a username and password and set up all of the normal permissions you would with, as with anything like LinkedIn or Facebook, but then you can actually have some private conversations with people versus uh, being tracked and followed, which I really, I'm appreciating that right now. And um, you can interact there and Chirito, um is I, I know that you're on there watching as well and we always do social media Sunday and all sorts of different posts and stuff that don't cost anything if you want to join us as a member of the ladies meeting you can also go there and make a commitment to come out every month because what we hope sets us apart is that we show up every month and actually get to know each other versus a networking meeting where you just pass your cards out and you don't follow up. So we encourage everybody to not just come out to lunch one time, but to also meet up with two other amazing meeting, two other amazing women that you've met at lunch. So come bring three business cards, one for the draw, two to give out to two other amazing women, follow up with them, book appointments with them, and really truly get to know them. So uh, contact either of us. Chorito actually gets 10 free tickets to come out to lunch as well as our speakers. So contact her and get one of her free tickets. So thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. All right, I'm going to stop the recording now.